Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Today, our topic is Thanksgiving Reflections, and our guest is Joy Johnson. Joy Johnson has written or edited more than 150 books on grief. She is co-founder, along with her husband, Dr. Marvin Johnson, of Centering Corporation and Teddy Bear Hollow, a center for grieving children. Centering Corporation has received the TCF Professional Award and is North America's oldest and largest bereavement resource center. Centering is also the official bookstore for the Compassionate Friends. Her compassion and understanding have touched many lives. Join us for a discussion of traditions, memories, and challenges of Thanksgiving Day without that special person. Welcome to the show, Joy. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Gloria. That's great having you on the show, and uh, this is such a a difficult day for a lot of people, wouldn't you say? Oh, it is. And you did such a super job of summing it up. Uh, It's it's a place where it's... where traditionally we will say Happy Thanksgiving, and and I have started sometimes saying Gentle Thanksgiving because mm. people need to be gentled at uh, this right. time. Um, and you reminded me of one of the great stories of Thanksgiving, which comes from another compassionate friend's professional, Darcy Sims, and it appears in a little book called This Little While, which is a book for parents whose baby dies. And Darcy tells a great story of the first Thanksgiving they had after their little boy, nine-month-old Austin, died. And uh, they were military, so they had no other family around them. And Darcy prepared the Thanksgiving dinner, traditional dinner, and they sat down. And Allie, who has become her own author and speaker now, um, was required to say grace because the youngest person in their family said grace. And she said, I won't say grace. I think she was four or five years, five mm-hmm. years old, maybe six. She said, I won't say grace because we don't have anything to be thankful for. And Darcy tells how she began to argue with her, and it was one of those arguments that every mother knows, and every mother knows she's not going to win this one. And finally, Allie said, I'll say Thanksgiving at dessert. And Darcy <laughs> said, that's good. We're having pumpkin pie. It'll be worth being thankful for. <laughs> So the time, came, the time came, and they she had them hold hands because the Waltons was a TV show then. <laughs> so they all held hands, and Allie bowed her little head and said, thank you for the little while. Uh, and I think for all of us, all the parents whose child has died, to be thankful for the little while uh-huh. is, okay. is so important. And, and to remember, as you had said, to remember the good times. And then to be brave enough and courageous enough to do what you really need to do. Yep, to follow what you on need that to do. day. You know, I was talking to my husband this morning, and I said, uh, "Tell me about the first Thanksgiving for you." And he said, "You know what? I have never. Uh, I'm not a big holiday person, and I feel like way too much goes into it, and we forget, you know, the meaning of it and all that." And he said, "So um, it's hard for a person like me, who you know is not a big holiday yeah. guru." Uh, to suddenly have Thanksgiving thrust upon him and and not be able to watch a football game or whatever, feel like you have to be with the family more. Oh, yeah. And you have to participate more, so you're drawn more in. You can't just sit back on this one. That's true. And, and you've, when, when you heard or when you were talking about what people had done, 
to eat a lot, drink a lot, watch football. I thought, well, that's a pretty typical Thanksgiving right. day. Mm-hmm. You watch the parade, you know. And, but it is it is so tough. Um, and I think there are things we can all do to make it a little less tough. I think one of the tough things for I think a lot of us is that life just goes on; that it happens. Right. How can Thanksgiving go on? Can't people see? Yeah. Um, I remember a poem by a really famous poet, Edna St. Vincent Millay, um, who said, Life must go on, and the dead be forgotten. Life must go on, though good people die. Annie, eat your breakfast. Dan, take your medicine. Life must go on. I just forgot why. Uh, And I love it. And I love the rhythm of that and the, the way she says it. Absolutely. Well, I think one of the things that that comes from this is we also have to look at our past Thanksgivings. How did people behave in the past? Can we really expect them yeah. to behave totally different and do a complete turnaround now? Right. And that's and some people, you know, I think often we talk about how uh, this is going to be so tough and you need to do something different. When with some folk doing that same thing is very comforting. Centering is. As Heidi said, the North America's oldest and largest bereavement resource center. Well, it's North America's only, so we can say whatever we want. <laughs> um, but we we work exclusively in grief and mainly with death grief. And we started 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 years ago, there were seven books on grief. Mm, uh, this 30 years ago, you two would not have been doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So we have come so far in recognizing that, that we're a grieving nation, and sometimes we grieve as a nation. But um, centering.org is the way in to, to look at our catalog. We have, uh, in front of me, I have at least four books on, on holiday grief. And, um, you know, it, we're available to consult and to help. We do bookstores all over the country, and we love Compassion Friends Bookstore. That is by far my favorite. Uh, and the people there, if, if, Parents of children have died have not attended a national conference. I really recommend Aren't they amazing? It. Oh. The, you know, you come away amazing, Heidi? Right. Uh, they're incredible. They're incredible. And what, yeah. I, you know, what I really like is we're into holidays and remembering. What I really like is um, then there you are Scott's mom, your Scott's sister. Mm-hmm. The and name is said over and over and well, over. Joy, and that's what's amazing. You meet all these people year after year, and I have no idea what they do for a living or what they're – I know – all about the person that died, and that's what I love about it. You're right. You're right. Oh, yeah. And if for kids, it's fantastic. It's just really... And wonderful workshops. and Oh, uh, yeah. It, and it sounds only people who are bereaved know what we mean when we say it's really fun. <laughs> you know, when people who don't have that candle on grief like to look at us and they don't get it, but exactly. it's a time just to... And, and you, you people there who... Oh, I have unbelievable losses. Five children. Mm-hmm. Um, one, in fact, the, the lady I met who had five children who died um, put five candles on her mantle and lit them every holiday. Oh, and yeah. And you, was, you get wonderful ideas at the conference yeah, about what was, other people are doing, how they're making it. Oh, and you see a thousand surviving. people walking in memory. Yep. Well, Very impressive. Neat. But Teddy Bear Hollow, which is, is TED, capital E, Bear Hollow, Teddy Bear Hollow, is a center for grieving children in Omaha. There are almost 200 centers for grieving children across the country. So if you um, need to find one, you know, they're on the Internet, Center for Grieving Children, or just go to Dougie, D-O-U-G-Y dot org. And we've had the head of the Dougie mm-hmm. Center on the show. Yeah, yeah. Donna. Uh-huh. And uh, they are remarkable, too. They We are have just last week um, had a day-long camp 
called Tinsel and Tears and Holiday Hope. Ah, wonderful. their children have, and I think adults do too, there are four tasks of grieving children, and one is to recognize the reality of the death, which is hard for all of us sometimes, Mm -hmm. uh, to grieve the death, to commemorate the person who died, and then to move on to new relationships, including a relationship with the person who died, because, you know, we've been talking about Scott. Yeah, right. and, and we those still have a relationship bonds. with him. You bet. Yeah, and and things like uh, little things that you have during the holidays that you put out or that you've done, or uh, sure. kind of remembrances that you've done. But let's remember, folks, when we talk to you today, we know it is Thanksgiving Day, and what we want to say to you is, you don't have to do what you did last year or the year before, before your child died. You don't have to put things out if they're too painful. You don't have to do the things that you did. You can change your routine a little bit. And, and your and your Thanksgiving is is not going to be the same as it was when your child was alive. That's impossible because they're true. not there. They're not there. And remember, folks, it is one day. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes for me, uh, when I when I look at a, a holiday, an anniversary, a birthday coming up, that I anticipate it being so bad that when it actually comes. It's not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. That's, that's that one point. day, yeah. uh, if, as one mother said, it, this is it. The stress is almost worse before the event. I think so. Yeah, I It's kind of like the, the visit, super visit to the dentist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that one of the things that we need to be careful about during this day, though, is we can maybe contain it within ourselves, but being critical of the, other, the way other people are handling it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that is such a, a good idea. Because be prepared today, folks. It's still Thanksgiving Day, and maybe somebody's going to make a remark that you don't like, or maybe they're not going to talk at all, and you're not going to like that. I was going to say, so. you know, putting pressure. I liked that story that you told Joy about Darcy because putting pressure on your kids to say what they're thankful for is it's difficult on a day like this. I mean, when you've had somebody, a brother or sister die, you're thinking, well, wh- what is there to be thankful of? Yeah. So I like how how Ali said, I want to wait till dinner's over. You know, yeah, she wait for dessert. She's not a dumb kid. Yeah, and I think she was four at the time. Wasn't I she? think so. Very young. Very. So young let kid. your children. Don't expect them to do what they yeah. do. Don't don't put the pressure. Allow on allow everyone some freedom and and grace. And yourself. Yeah, and to do to do what you really want to do. We um, at, at Tinsel and Tears, the kids make. On Thanksgiving Day, a part of, of what they can choose to do is they take home a little wreath, a very small wreath, and after Thanksgiving dinner, they decorate the wreath with miniature Christmas decorations. Mm, okay. And then they have a ribbon for each week, a little small colored ribbon for each week leading up to the end of the year. And each week, the ribbon is used by the family. It's tied on while memories are shared. Uh. That's good. So, you know, and that's always a choice to do things like that or to one one uh, family made Christmas ornaments after Thanksgiving and they made them with the the ink pens and and drew on the ornaments and wrote notes on the ornaments, messages, and then that was all they put on their tree. Uh-huh. So we kind of step out of Thanksgiving and we've got one foot in Christmas already. Yeah. And that can be so painful. And one of the things that you can do that I've heard that is kind of sweet, if you've got a, a container, a plastic pumpkin's great. If you have before the meal, people write what they're thankful for and you just put it into the container and then mm-hmm. someone brings it out, you take turns reading. I like that. And that's well, good. I like that. And then that. you don't even have to do your own thing and they're anonymous. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And, and, and if and people don't want to put something they're thankful for, they don't have to. And what I remind myself and, I, and other people so often is we honor our children by having a good life mm-hmm. um, and to have 
be thankful for things. Sharon Greenlee um, experienced the death of uh, her mother when she was 10. She's now Professor Greenlee at, at uh, University of Wyoming in Laramie. And she's also been on our show, so you Sharon went through our show. She's yeah, fabulous. with her two, her son and her husband's son who were killed on the same day in different parts of the country. No, that's so strange. But she... Um, it has a wonderful thing that we used after we went back to New York City after 9-11, and we worked with people who had run from the towers. Mm, wow. And she did a magnificent thing. Her her daughter had called her and said, every time I think about David, I see him burning up in the car, which mm-hmm. is what had happened. Mm-hmm. And Sharon said, I want you to sit down and be very quiet and relax, and then I want you to see your mind as a computer screen, and I want you to... Take a picture of what you see, the car, David, burning up. Then I want you to open a file folder, like you have a file folder on your computer, and mm-hmm. I want you to put that picture in the file folder. But then I want you to take five more mental pictures, mental photos of good memories of David. Well, the first one she she took a mental picture of was him coming out of the bathroom with a towel around his waist and a towel around his head because growing up in a family with three sisters, he didn't know you didn't need to put a towel around (laughs) your head. And then she put those pictures in the file folder and Sharon said, "Uh, whenever you see the car and David, the traumatic picture, take a deep breath, open the file folder, and bring out the good memories. Have you got any suggestions, Joy or Heidi, about what uh, we can do out there? It's tough, and anger just flares sometimes. Um, In fact, with um, children who have been murdered, it can become rage. Mm -hmm. And I think there's got to be several good outlets for that. Um, You know, uh, anger a lot of times occurs with our stereotype is more of guys than of gals, more of dads than of moms. But it goes across the board, and it's a normal, as you know, Normal, accepted part of grief. It's what we do with it that is so important. Um, We have a book coming out for dads, and we haven't got a title for it yet. Rob Anderson is writing it. His son was murdered and then set on fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's ex-Marine, and he is a super writer. He wanted to title the book, It's Like Hemorrhoids, It Will Get Better, but I'm not (laughs) sure that's the title that's going to (laughs) go. I like that. But he talks some about about taking care of your anger and, and Having a time when you can just yell, mm-hmm. just yell, and and hit something with your fist that is not going to hurt someone else. Joy, what a, what a great idea this Thanksgiving. If you are feeling so angry, you may want to go out in your car and maybe not drive, but it, so that's it, a good it, idea. <laughs> but just get in it or go in some space where you can scream and yell for a minute before the guests come or before you have to do something. Well, oh, I remember yeah. we all went up in the mountains and we all screamed Scott's name over and over, and you could hear it echoing. And That's a wonderful idea. It. It, was one, and, it was such a relief. And you you were with your siblings and uh, Matthew's siblings? Yes. I yeah, was with, Scott was killed with his cousin, so they. What does, how many of you got together? Um, there was four kids, all the four siblings, siblings and, then, and then Tony was there, my uncle, and we were screaming and yelling, and you could hear the echoing, Scott, 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 over and over and over, the echo of his name, mm-hmm. and we just kept screaming. I we like that. scream anymore. I like that. That is that is so good. I you know I think if if I were a mom uh, who's who was doing the first Thanksgiving, a neat idea to take care of my anger would be to go to a thrift store and buy a really cheap set of dishes, use those dishes for Thanksgiving dinner, then break them into a metal 
garbage can. <laughs> saves, you, saves you doing dishes, for one thing. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have time to do it with all, right now because it's Thanksgiving Day, pick one one old one that you don't like. Oh, yeah, it's a little late for this now, but you're right. You can still, you can still, still do something. But, yeah, to, to be... Anger, I think, needs a physical outlet. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, it's, one man said, I, you know, take your anger for a walk. Yeah, oh, I love that. It'll bubble out. Good idea. Take your anger for a walk yeah, today. it'll bubble And out. I think it's a good idea to give yourself permission to leave a situation today. Oh, If you're excellent. feeling angry, don't comment on it. If somebody makes the comment while they're with the angels, you yeah. might want to take a walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, excuse yourself. Oh, yeah, and, and to, to be able to talk with someone about your anger, just to say, I'm so damn mad. Right. Um, you've got somebody, or if you can't, don't have somebody you can talk to, you might want to write it down uh, to put it away to talk to a friend about it tomorrow. Yeah, talking to a tape recorder yeah. if you want. Yeah. As, as long as you don't hurt someone else or yourself, anger can be really healthy. It motivates us. Right. It's just moving. But if you've got, say, a spouse who's really angry, you've got a relative that's coming over that they feel are involved or always makes inappropriate comments, be prepared to have a plan to leave the room or, you know, what what you're going to do. Probably today is not the day to confront it. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And, and maybe even agree to put a moratorium on it. Mm-hmm. And also if you've got uh, a spouse that maybe you feel like they're uh, extra angry uh, you might want to talk to them in advance about that you can you know that this could be difficult for them and give them permission to leave. Right. To go out of the room or go for a walk or whatever. And don't be too hard on people if they're late for dinner or you know, um or do walk off or whatever. Other otherwise if I think those are all good agreements, otherwise we're gonna have some really really loud chewing of the turkey. <laughs> and, and bang and, of the forks. And also, I always suggest that people make sure that if you're having guests in, that they have some good hors d'oeuvres if you're going to have drinks and try to cut down on the drinks. Cause oh, this definitely. Is, this is a difficult time for you people. Bet. It may be the time when you want to have light beer or not, no, not enough oh, beer I, in yeah, the house. You, you say, excuse me, I'm sorry, we didn't have enough. Right. Too much alcohol will definitely fuel the anger. Yeah. My daughter has a, a little needle point on her refrigerator that says there is always one less beer in the house than guests. Mm, I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that is, yeah. It's and, a perfect and day for that. Oh, yeah, and there are some very neat punches and drinks that are non-alcoholic that look beautiful in the glasses. Absolutely. And also too much alcohol will, will fuel the tears. People will get oh, really emotional. It's hard on kids when that happens. That's true. Good point, Heidi. Good point. Because the kids are so important. There is um, there's a saying of, of the three T's. Of children, and, and if I can remember them, one is touching, um, telling, and what would be the other one? Three T's for children in the holidays. I'm blank on it now. Tickling. <laughs> Tickling would work. Tickling would work, yeah. Yeah, that that uh, we, we sometimes we forget to touch, we forget to mm-hmm. hug, and we forget to, or else we, we need it so much, you know, that it's, it's, uh, it's a burden on the kids again. And you might want to, if you've got a favorite uncle or something that the kids really like, you might want to um, ask them if they'll t- play a game with the kids in advance or take them for mom, a walk or go to yeah. a movie. Or, I would just think, play croquet, do something fun to kind of get you, to move your energy around. 
Yeah. It's touching tears and talking. Oh, talking. Tears was the one I forgot because everybody needs to be able to cry. I think pickling should be there. Pickling should be, we should have four T's. Because, yeah, and humor is so important. I I would die Mm -hmm. without humor. Yeah, and some of the things that we bereaved people think are humorous, right, Heidi, are just not funny to other people. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I, I give me give me a room full of of grieving parents any time, over you know that that, uh, that is so. People are real. You see people yep. real. Uh, we're asked a lot. How can you how can you do what you do? Uh, you know, uh, because people are real. Then All right. I, like, I call it. You're in the presence of truth. That's good. That's that's very good. It's kind of the Darth Vader syndrome. Um, you remember in the, the early trilogies. And then Darth Vader dies. And he says to, to Luke Skywalker, remove my mask, my son. And Skywalker says, if I do, Father, you will surely die. And Darth Vader says, that is not in question. Remove my mask. Uh-huh. And Luke Skywalker, very tenderly, takes off this huge, frightening mask. And underneath is just a shriveled up little man. Uh-huh. And when we take this huge mask off, and there's nobody scarier than Vader. Now, even even yet today, young children know Darth Vader. Uh-huh. And we talk about how he is the symbol of death for one generation. For your generation, I think, Heidi, wouldn't it? Right, and absolutely. Darth Vader, David Prowse is a, a friend of ours, and he played Vader. He played the body of uh-huh. Vader. Uh, the funny part is he said... Uh, there were words to the Star Wars theme that bump 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 bump, and it's Star Wars made me a fortune, paid off the mortgage, bought me a car. <laughs> but um, we used Vader as a symbol of death. He could be a symbol of Thanksgiving. He could be a symbol of the ho- the holidays. He is huge. He's frightening. He's black. Uh, he breathes on you and you die. Uh, there's no more terrifying symbol of death than Darth Vader. But. David Prowse says that when he put the Vader costume on, which weighed 40 pounds, and he was seven feet tall with the lifts on his boots, that as soon as he breathed, his the goggles in his helmet fogged over. That wasn't a problem. He could look out through his mouthpiece. But when he went in for the first scene into the the rebel camp, the camera could pick him up looking through his, his mouthpiece, so they covered it with black cotton. Um, he was almost totally blind during the whole filming. And then uh, on top of that, not only did someone have to lead him off the set after a scene, his pants kept falling down because uh-huh. they were so heavy. So when you talk, look at it, if, if I remind myself that, that Thanksgiving, the holidays, grief itself can be like Darth Vader. If pants are falling off and it can't really see. Then you can, you can have the courage to move on and right. do what you need to do. And things aren't what they seem to be, and uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Have courage and hope and, and faith that we will go on, and the others have been there. Well, what if you have a piece of advice for people about Thanksgiving or in general? What would it be as far as grieving goes, Joy? It would it would be to to make your decision. Um, we have a book called Dear Parents, and it's writings from parents to parents, and we ask parents to sit down if they were were with a family who had just buried a child, what would they say? They were tougher than I would be, and the big thing was you it's your choice. You can grow through this and go through this, or you can let it damage you. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's awfully hard sometimes to say I'm, I'm growing and I'm going through it. Um, it does get better. And some days like this, you just have to make it through. Do you have any thoughts, Heidi, for the folks on Thanksgiving? 
Well, you said what well, you've said it before, Mom. If you if you can't make it, then fake it. Mm-hmm. That's a great day to That's fake good. it. That is good. Yeah, a great day to fake it. Well, Joy, can you give folks your website again and and talk a little bit about maybe give a couple of titles of the books you've got there? Sure. The website is centering.org, and it's C-E-N-T-E-R-I-N-G dot org. That takes you to four other websites. Another is griefdigest.org, Grief Digest, which is our magazine. Um, the books that I have in front of me is a wonderful one called A Decembered Grief by Harold Ivan Smith, which gets us through Christmas. A very small little one is called um, Not Just Another Day. And that speaks a lot to children, not just another day. Um, Doug Manning did a fine book called Thoughts for the Holidays. And then there is a really nice one by Paul Alexander called that is a tape uh, of getting through holidays. So there's some help out there. Absolutely, and you can get those. Give your website again for them. Centering, C-E-N-T-E-R-I-N-G, dot org. Well, Joy, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, all I can say is uh, happy Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, for those who are feeling thankful, uh, enjoy it from that point of view. For those who are feeling like it's a day that they're going to get through, our hearts go out with you to get through this day. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.